0: Hello. Hey CJ, I'm at the bottle shop. I'm looking for a beer for the first episode. Should that be in a beer? Who's this? There's a burnt toast stout, a cheese-infused pale ale, and a ghost fart fruit beer.
1: Oh, can you send me a link for that last one?
0: Oh, oh, what about seaweed?
1: What about seaweed?
0: Why is there seaweed in my beer?
1: I don't know. Why is there seaweed in your beer? Are you eating sushi?
0: No, no, no. That's what it's called.
1: That's what what's called?
0: The beer with seaweed in it.
1: Why is there seaweed in your beer?
0: Exactly. What? I'm going to buy it.
1: I didn't think you even liked sushi. this is me
0: and this is me and welcome to what's my beer again for the first time no, i nearly was surprised when you said that <laughs> so there you go it's the first official episode of what's my beer again and we've entitled it things that shouldn't be in beer with a question mark after. <clears throat> and we'll be looking at a couple of beers that have some unusual additives speaking of unusual additives he says plotting a masterful
1: segue Psycho Stick is a band that likes to use unusual additives to their music. (laughs) Uh, (coughs) Astute listeners will have noticed a new opening theme on the podcast, uh, unless you didn't listen to What's My Age Again, in which case you wouldn't have known, so feel free to ignore that. Anyway, I need to give a shout out to the band Psycho Stick and especially their lead singer Rob, who have allowed us to use their song Beer for our What's My Beer podcast. Which is very good of them. Yeah, so uh, for those of you who enjoy heavy metal music with a bit of comedy, I can highly recommend Psycho Stick. Uh, apparently, according to the end of year wrap up thing from Spotify that I got, I'm in the top 0.0002% of listeners or something, uh, which I think probably puts me in the borderline stalker category if I was in the same band <laughs>
0: Anyway, before we start this, and in case we sound too negative, I think you've got to give kudos to the uh, brewers that actually try something different and put some interesting stuff in their beer, so I don't know what we're going to find, but if we don't like it, then at least they tried, and if we do like it, they're geniuses. Sounds like a a large steaming bowl of foreshadowing. (laughs) (laughs) Potentially. Anyway, CJ, for this first episode, what's your beer again? Technically, it should just be what's my beer for the first one, and then... then Next one will be my beer again. Fair enough.
1: <laughs>
0: Should we do that again? No, Just...
1: since, since when have I been the one who's counting rules? My beer is a Dreamweaver Black Forest Stout. Aha. Uh-huh. It's from Bright Brewery. Their tagline is Mountain Crafted. They're located in the northeast of Victoria, essentially on the top of a mountain in a town called Bright. So there wasn't a lot of thought went into the naming of the brewery. But it's a bright, seems to be, when you look at the map, it seems to be in the middle of nowhere. Looks like it's on the top of a mountain, but it's alpine country. It's a, apparently very nice
0: there. I haven't been to Bright. Okay. I think they have some kind of uh, like autumn festival of falling leaves or something in Bright.
1: Clearly my research level has uh, has not changed between what's my age again and what's my beer again, because uh, <laughs> not aware of that. They have trees, in,
0: they have photos of trees with leaves. That's a start. And
1: now, a word from our
0: sponsors. From the first flickers of ingenuity, humankind has excelled in civilization defining inventions and innovations. Lightbulb Moments in Human History takes a playful and perceptive look at how these big ideas have driven humanity's inevitable rise. Be astounded by the accidental invention of writing by Sumerian bookkeepers. Be amazed at how humanity's fixation with beer kick-started civilization. Light Lightbulb Moments in Human History is perfect for history buffs, trivia nuts and anyone seeking a cheeky perspective on our collective journey. It sheds humorous and thought-provoking light on our common heritage. Lightbulb Moments in Human History. You'll never see history the same way again. Now available as an audiobook. So, what's your beer again? Uh, My beer again is a Four Pines beer called Why Is There Seaweed In My Beer? Seems like an appropriate question. Yes. So, I would have thought until I did a little bit of research, Four Pines is from Manly, which is what I always believed. It's now just a brew pub at Manly, but in fact, Four Pines is a much bigger concern than I realized. Okay, so what style of beer is uh, your Bright Brewery, Black Forest, whatever it is?
1: So, it says it's a stout. The downside to it is when I looked it up on the Bright Brewery website. It's not actually on there anywhere, which seems slightly concerning. It's a Black okay. Forest
0: stout. Now, while we're talking about additives, how are they adding Black Forest esters and artificial flavors, or are they throwing them in bits of cake? No, no, no. I think because they're a sustainable thing, I think they use actual forest. <laughs> Chopped down from the Black Forest in Bavaria and then yeah. flown to Australia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Massively increasing the carbon footprint.
1: <laughs> so, with beers that they want to make taste like something else, Sometimes they'll just stick some in. So Moondog did a beer once called Ogden Nash Pash Rash, <laughs> which was a stout, which was an amazing beer. If anyone from Moondog is listening, please redo it, but try and get it consistent this time. It was a stout, but it had the, I think they're called red candy or something now, but they're the things that used to be called redskins. Oh, okay. That had their name changed appropriately. One of the reasons they don't do it anymore is that they had to literally sit there and unwrap each one individually and drop it into the vat. Oh, no wonder it wasn't consistent. Yeah. So, um, yes, I think there was probably at some point somebody went, "Ah, fuck, I don't care anymore. And then they just tipped the box in with wrappers on still or gave up. Anyway, (laughs) long story long, some breweries do that. In this case, they didn't. So I don't know why I'm telling you all of that. So in this case, they try and create the flavour with cacao powder vanilla, cherry puree, lactose, and different types of malt. So different types of malts give different types of flavours. So there's a chocolate malt in there. Um, There's also some rolled oats and a thing called carafe T3, which I don't know what that is.
0: But the kind of things that you would make a Black Forest cake out of, they're they're like actual flavours rather than artificial. Yes. And so
1: the reason I said it it could fall into the oatmeal stout category is because it's got rolled oats in it. And the reason I say it could fall into the meat, meat, into the meat stout category. (laughs) (laughs) It's because it's got meat in it. (laughs) The reason it could fall into the milk stout category is it's got lactose in it. So milk stout doesn't have milk in it, it has lactose, among other
0: things. And what style of beer is your beer? Why is there seaweed in my beer is a Tassie Pilsner, Hmm. Uh, apparently with Tassie hops, which is why it's a Tassie Mm -hmm. Pilsner, but it has nori seaweed added to it, which is the additive that uh, I'm a bit dubious about. Right. Now, I did a little bit of research, not much, but I, I just... Googled it, and saw what they said. In fact, I ended up having to go on LinkedIn. It was oh. actually really hard to find out why they put seaweed in it. Somebody was probably eating sushi when they were brewing it. and Apparently, it was to celebrate the brilliant work of a company called Seaforest, who have introduced a seaweed supplement to the cattle feed to reduce their methane emissions by 98%. Oh. And it's like, well, what's that got to do with beer? I don't know. Well, because yeah, four pints beer tastes like shit, which is where the methane comes in. <laughs> well, apparently seaweed stops cattle farting. Yeah. I'm not quite sure whether that's got to do with beer, but hey, I think I suppose I would just thought, well, we'll use some seaweed and see what it what it tastes like. Mm. But yeah, that was that's what that is. It's four percent alcohol, so it's not a very high alcohol one. Mm-hmm. And it's a limited release, only available at Dan Murphy's and BWS. Oh, right. Uh, Mine's a
1: 5.6%. I didn't know where to get it, aside from uh, I bought it from a place called Cloud Wine in South Melbourne. Shout out to Cloud Wine in South Melbourne. You can't get it from Bright because it's not on their website, but you can get it from Dan Murphy's.
0: (laughs) So let's go drink beer.
1: It's time for beer. Do you want to crack open your horse and we'll see what it sounds like? Okay, so here we go. it's a pretty solid open pretty
0: solid open and here we go
1: okay anybody's listening they're now going hey what are you listening to <laughs> what's my beer again what are they doing now i don't know it sounds like they're pissing in a bucket it's a, it's an
0: asmr <laughs> <I'm pouring beer. laughs> We might we might get a following in the in that world. So should we talk about it or should we? when well, you want to pour yours first? No, no. Tell us about yours. It doesn't seem to have much of a head. Doesn't have much of a head at all. In fact, neither does the beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's it looks a bit cloudy. Not as cloudy as the hazy I was drinking earlier, but right, looks like it's been yeah. through you already. <laughs> it does a little bit. It's got that urine
1: colour, but I'm looking forward to beer. All right, I'll do mine. Also sounded like a beer can opening. Yeah. Glug, glug, glug. It did. Oh, actually, you can smell the uh, the Black foresty smell. This is... Um, it's got fuck-all head on it. So It's quite dark. I wouldn't want to put it next to a glass of, like, Pepsi or something, because it'd be easy to get mixed up, I think. <laughs> Initial thoughts from Scott on the seaweed beer. <laughs> Either Scott's just shit himself or... Uh... He's not a
0: fan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, firstly, I need to um, I need to say two things. I, I, I will out myself mm-hmm. and say that I did try a can of this about a week ago, right, and wasn't impressed at the time. I I've been dreading having to drink it again, <laughs> <laughs> right. This second glass, my first impression was it wasn't as bad as I thought. Mm-hmm. It's saltier than I would expect a beer to be. It's got that you could definitely taste that the, the seaweed has definitely given it a more of a salty thing. I can't taste anything else in it. You know, sometimes, like I, I'm not very good at tasting stuff in, in mm-hmm. beer, but if I'm drinking, say, a hazy, I can taste notes of this and that all the things they say, I can pick it up. But, I mean, they're saying flavours and aromas of guava and lychee from the hops are boosted by the salinity by the addition of seaweed for a fruity-umami combo. Now, it just tastes like salty beer to me. <laughs> what I will give it is it's not as bad as I remember.
1: All right, I think that's the uh, that's the tag Scott's tagline for for uh, four pines. Why is there seaweed in my beer? It's not as bad as I remembered. <laughs> okay, so your turn. I can't really taste the cherry. Can taste the cacao. Can't taste any vanilla. The chocolate chocolate malt comes through quite a bit. It's got a little bit of a chemically taste, which well, it kind of makes it um, uh, makes it realistic for a black forest cake. They will always taste quite chemically. <laughs> a little bit more bitter than i
0: expected i can't really taste the vanilla or the cherry at all it's more chocolate and cacao so if someone just gave you that and said what do you think it tastes like you wouldn't have said black forest no i would have said coke that's been used to clean an engine block <laughs> excellent i think if, if someone had given me this without saying it had seaweed in it i would never have picked up that it had seaweed in it i wouldn't have so it's not that obvious no you would have just said what the fuck's wrong with this beer <laughs> Well, it just tastes a little salty. Put it this way: if I went to a pub and had one, I would drink it, but I wouldn't buy. I would buy something else next time I went to the bar. Right. But I have—I now have two cans of it left, so I will end up drinking. <laughs> it because it's actually not, as I said, not as bad as I thought. See if it gets—if uh, it gets less worse as you go. The more I drink, the better
1: it gets. Uh, save it as an end-of-night beer when you can't really taste anything. Yes.
0: The—the uh,
1: flavour of this hangs on, it keeps you hanging on. Yeah, like it's been a while since I've had a sip of it, and I can still taste it. Okay. It, it's a bit stringent is the word that comes to mind, but I don't know whether that's okay. the correct word or not.
0: So do we want to get into the backstory of the, the brewery? Because that would uh, yeah. enlighten everybody. Okay, so Four Pines was born following a post surf chat by a father and son, Jaron Mitchell and his dad, Steve. And they originally opened their microbrewery at Manly in 2006. Now, the reason they call it Four Pines is because Manly's famous for its Norfolk Island Pines but during World War Two, they cut four of them down to make a gun emplacement. So the beer is named for the, the trees that were cut down to make way for the gun emplacement. All right. Um, fun fact, in mm-hmm. 2010, the company was in partnership with a space engineering firm working on developing the first space certified beer. Oh, Okay. I don't know whether they succeeded or not. Take those and know then? I can't imagine that NASA wants their astronauts <laughs> getting pissed on the ISS. <laughs> it would be the.
1: Uh... PISS. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of, I, was, I was trying to be cleverer and think of a word that started with P that I could, add it to the, could have added to the front of it.
0: The thing I didn't know, and I found in my, in my research, was in 2017, Four Pines was purchased by Anheuser Busch. Ah, uh, that explains a lot. And then was being distributed by Carlton United Breweries Uh until uh, CUB was sold to Asahi in 2019. Right. So, yes, even though its location I thought was manly, God knows where they brew all the beer now. It's probably chunks
1: of it in CUB
0: down here. Yeah. That explains a lot
1: because Four Pines I quite liked when it first came out. Mm. And then at some point I went, this is shit. (laughs) <laughs> and Four Pines has the distinction of being the only beer in a pub that I've ever said, you can take this back. Wow.
0: Yeah. So the only beer that forced CJ to be a Karen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Notwithstanding, I have I have had Singapore's at home. But, uh, yeah, that's the only one that I've actually ever sent back in a pub and said, this is terrible. So that, that explains it now. I just had written them off because that's what I do with, like, things and people and stuff. Mm. Yeah. So, oh, it's uh, it's good to know that there was a reason then.
0: Yeah, there was definitely a reason. The things you can do at the brewery. Well, I don't know what you can do at the brewery that they brew at all now. But uh, if you were going to the brew pub in Manly, you could go surfing or catch the ferry across Sydney Harbour to Circular Quay. That's a big pub. Well, it's just a little brew pub down at. Um, Oh, so you don't go surfing or catch a ferry in the pub? Not in the pub. Right. No, but you're from the pub. Ah, Okay. Right. From the pub, you can go and do that. Uh, basically, it's just a, there's not much you can do there other than walk in and drink beer and eat food. Right. But you can go from there and drown after having drunk too much to be able to swim. If you were going there, I'd
1: probably choose the drowning beforehand. Anyway, shout out to Four Pines. So, <laughs> Bright Brewery, <laughs> Bright Brewery aren't uh, massive sellouts and aren't owned by a huge commercial conglomerate. Not there's anything wrong with huge commercial conglomerates. <laughs> I've worked for many of them in my career. <laughs> so Bright Brewery, they're an interesting brewery. They were open in 2006, same as Four Pines. Didn't sell out to a large conglomerate. Good work. And they're an interesting brewery as well because they. I remember when they first started out and they were kind of a bit ordinary. They just right. did some fairly basic stuff. And then at some point, probably in the last eight or nine years they started to go into some more interesting stuff and now they've got quite a lot of really nice beers but interestingly the first incarnation of bright brewery was during the gold rush in 1876
0: oh okay yeah
1: and it operated until 1916 and won numerous awards and was famous apparently for its ale porter and fruit cordials fruit
0: cordials Well, that's interesting so it's something for all the family to <laughs> get the young ones in early yeah. i say like, like... yeah well because
1: like in 1876 they're like probably not living past 20 anyway, so what does it matter? <laughs> Yeah, so it opened again in 2006. Pretty confident it probably wasn't the original owners that reopened it. But yeah, like and but they went from pretty ordinary to quite broad and experimental. And they do a um, they do a, a weekend every year called Darker Days, which is essentially just stouts. They were a what's my beer again in one of the episodes of What's My Age Again for yep. their beer Stubborn, which was a stout that they did that used to be called Stubborn Russian until ah uh, yes it was sorry, about a year and a bit ago. So it's a very nice it's a very nice beer their thing big thing is they're mountain crafted not like deliverance i don't think <laughs> but the other thing about them is that i think it's pretty cool is that they're very values based so their values are that they're authentic sustainable and active they're actually really big on sustainability they yeah. run everything from solar power they utilize water from the al- like alpine water from the mountains around them
0: recycled so, toilet water oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: If you're a lawyer representing Bright Brewery, you can contact Scott <laughs> at LightbulbMoments at Gmail. I really, I,
0: I am not seriously suggesting that they do that. <laughs> they're not Sing Tao. Let's <laughs> <That's> face <laughs> it. <himself. laughs> That's a selling point for Sing Tao.
1: <laughs> yeah. So they're uh, so they're very big on solid brewing. They're um, kind of all about the environment and all about doing the right thing and all that sort of shit.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Bright itself is aside from. a... Appearing to be in the middle of nowhere. If you visit there, you can do things like go for a canyon walk, right. go to a market by the river, go to the river pool and splash park, go to lookout. There's a rail trail, a mystic park, scenic drives, and the mountains, like good ski, snowy mountains, about 90 minutes away.
0: I want to know what a mystic park is. Garden names
1: or something in there. I think it might just be a park called Mystic Park. Cause you can go right, mountain biking Mary. or paragliding.
0: Okay. What about what about merch? Is there much in the way of merch? A shit ton of merch for Bright Brewery,
1: and in fact, I own two Bright Brewery t shirts already. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, and have for uh, have for a while. I don't have a Bright Brewery glass because I haven't been to Bright Brewery to pilfer one to add to my large <laughs> stolen beer glass collection. Okay. I think you're outing yourself
0: for way too much here. <laughs>
1: Well, I have stolen beer glasses, but I also have purchased beer glasses. And he's
0: not going to say which ones are stolen yeah, and which ones are purchased. Mostly stolen. Yeah, but I don't
1: have a, uh, if anyone from Bright Brews is listening, and you're not suing us over Scott's sewage comment,
0: feel <laughs> free to send me a glass. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, um, Four Pines, they have the usual hats, T-shirts, coolers, nothing super exciting. Matches their beer. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I didn't say that. But... <laughs> And now, a word from our
1: sponsors. Colin Calls the Help Desk is a hilarious and relatable take on the absurdities of office life. Follow Colin the koala, hold questions, as he dives into his first job and meets Graham, a cynical employee who's just hanging out for redundancy, Bob, his continually disorganised boss, and Brenda, who seems to spend most of her time telling everyone how busy she is.
0: So I, I have questions. That's good. Questions are good. One of my questions is okay, you've said the main character is Colin the Koala. So is the Koala a nickname like Nicky the Llama or Oblong Dunn? Nope.
1: Colin the Koala is 100% Koala. But aren't koalas
0: generally naked, drunk, and spend all their time sleeping or catching chlamydia? No, you're thinking of Brian from accounting. (laughs) Did you go to university to become a writer?
1: No, I didn't. I don't have any formal qualifications. You <laughs> see what I did there? But I'm t- Koala- <laughs> it's Colin the Koala, form- no formal writing qualifications. That's the kind of high level, highbrow humor <laughs> that you'll find in Colin calls. Actually, that's it. seriously, it's, uh, it is better than that. So if you've been <laughs> written- <laughs> available on Amazon in all the backs, hardback. Like anybody's buying a hardback except for me. Uh, (laughs) Paperback and... (laughs) Razorback? Yes, it's uh, the disadvantage to the Razorback version is that when you... (laughs) (laughs) Zoey! When it arrives, it charges through your lounge room at about uh, 25 kilometres an hour and uh, gores you to death before you get to Reddit. It's not not one of the best-selling versions (laughs) I'll have to say. But, uh, yes, all versions available on the Amazon. I'd love to hear your reviews. but It's always important to remember... Leave a five oink review.
0: <laughs> I'm
1: writing this review for my hospital bed. <laughs> I enjoyed Colin Calls the Help Desk. I slightly regret the Razor condition. <laughs> Once my groin heals... <laughs>
0: i looking forward to book two in in paperback.
1: Four point five stars. It lost 0. 0.5 of a star because the delivery was late. But when it came, it really came. <laughs> Colin calls the help desk. I've had one of
0: And now introducing our new segment about the history, geography, and science of beer. Hey, I've I've got a great title for this. You ready? Yeah. Little. Yep. Going back to Boozix. Sorry?
1: Boozics. I don't get it. The back to basics, booze, Busi- basic, and Basics.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. Alrighty then. <laughs> 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 so I wanna concentrate on one historical additive because there's been obviously many. I've looked I looked did a bit of research and it was there was a lot of stuff that's been in beer, obviously. Historical research is your thing. Now, this uh, additive is a little something called Henbane. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm pretty sure that's
1: the chicken run version of the second Batman movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's also known as Stinking Nightshade. <laughs> a to plant in the same family as Deadly Nightshade. <laughs> it's the the less popular younger brother. Can I come with you? No, Stinky, you can't. <laughs> Well, I'm deadly. <laughs> Historically, henbane was used in combination with other plants as an anaesthetic potion and for its psychoactive properties in magic bruise. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, as evidence of the magic bruise thing, in the year 1250, a writer called Albertus Magnus <clears throat> reported that necromancers used henbane to invoke the souls of the dead and demons. I'm i
1: su- I'm just surprised that this hasn't come out in craft brewing in the last two years.
0: <laughs> well, wait for it. Okay. While the jury's out on whether if some of the dead, uh henbane does contain chemicals that relax the muscles of the of the lining of the digestive tract. So I'm not quite sure whether that's gonna have a laxative effect or mm. or chime in with our theme of farting. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Pretty sure that's a point of channel as well. <laughs> but henbane uh, might also relieve muscle tremors have a calming effect so it raises the dead makes you shit but makes you
1: calm about it <laughs> if you put it together it makes sense because if you get somebody who's a necromancer
0: going i'm raising the dead shit i've just shit myself that's okay i don't mind <laughs> but bane is also a narcotic and can lead to convulsions insanity and death right so, so say uh is there anything bane can't do Now, researchers have recently discovered traces of henbane in fragments of stoneware that contained a honey-flavoured beer from the UK that dated to the 3rd millennium BC. So 4,000 years ago, they were brewing honey-flavoured beer with henbane. Right, thank you. But 3,000 years later, British brewers were still using henbane. There was a medieval magical text that had the following recipe for a sleep potion. Add, Add radish, hemlock, wormwood, henbane, Pound all the plants, place in ale, and let it stand one night. <laughs> if you drink that, you fall asleep.
1: I dare you to. you tired <laughs> out from pounding plants. <laughs> I'm not quite sure if
0: these guys would... That sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> oh, oh. I'm not quite sure if these guys were drinking beer to get pissed or, or, or stoned. Kill at themselves. At the same time, or well, kill themselves. Might have been a suicide pact, I don't know. But it was used for a very long time. If henbane can not only kill you, it can bring you back from the dead you have to have somebody else to drink the henbane you'd need a necromancer to help you do it right you? okay it seems. yeah it seems like it's getting into a bit of a vicious circle
1: drink this i've died here drink
0: this i'll resurrect you oh i've died <laughs> drink this i need to resurrect you. Well, there's someone there at the end <laughs> so well possibly it means a henbane wasn't used in beer for its psychedelic effects but it's uh its uses in traditional medicine as well now don't try this at home, home was wanting to attempt this recipe should note that uh, without knowing the proper quantities, such a recipe could easily turn into a fatal drink, which is probably why uh, the microbreweries haven't introduced a Henbane Imperial Stout or anything like that. I don't know. Some of them
1: them run pretty loose. How much do we need to put in? I don't know. Put in a kilo, see what happens. (laughs) Hey, Matt, the intern, come here. Taste this.
0: Okay, less than a kilo. Can Can you buy Henbane? hen you buy henbane? okay rare herbs blackhead bane has a strong and unpleasant smell <laughs> used by uh, old world black magic practitioners one of the original ingredients for medieval witches brew hmm. that leaves traditionally used as a re- remedy for asthma insomnia and pain while the seeds were considered an aphrodisiac yeah. well a, no, it was a remedy for those things because it would kill you <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is probably, you know, I guess if it's a aphedisiac also, it counteracts the effects of brewer's droop. So the dead are rising. <laughs> this herb is extremely toxic and can be fatally poisonous. Do not take internally. <laughs> fatally
1: poisonous as opposed to uh, non-fatally poisonous.
0: <laughs> so I think that could be the reason why that, uh, that microbrewers haven't decided that hen made something they'd like to try in their, uh, in their beers interesting it does sound though as though that it would be something that would be
1: fairly easy to get onto social media with a a, a sudden following of big beer is keeping the henbane away from us
0: <laughs> i reckon you could get a, a tiktok trend of watch me drink this henbane beer <laughs> oh shit <laughs> my digestive tract's open quick give me a tide pod <laughs>
1: What's your little brother doing here? Get out of here, stinky.
0: <laughs> so that's the history of the additive henbane in beer. So just be glad we're only got Black Forest and seaweed in our beer today. Anyway, but that could be a good advertising thing. Now with no henbane, <laughs> <laughs> henbane free. <laughs> So I've nearly finished my can, and I've been kind of absent-mindedly drinking it while we've been talking. Wasn't registering as I was drinking it, so it can't be too bad. But then, then, I, then I sort of burped, and it tasted like vomit. <laughs> so not so happy about that but that sort of thing happening afterwards. Why is there seaweed in my beer? If you're on the market for a vomity aftertaste. Have I got the beer for you? <laughs> How are you feeling about your Black Forest doubt?
1: That is famously supposed to get better the warmer it gets. Or it certainly, it, if it doesn't get better, that the taste changes. Right. Initially, I did think it was a little bit watery and there wasn't a great deal of taste. And I think that's because there was a whole bunch of sediment, like it had all sunk to the bottom. Right. So now I've put the rest of the can in here. It's not quite a film across the top, but it's, um, there's bits. There's <laughs> bits there's bits which are not in a bad way and it's it's kind of left a quite dirty ring around the glass you know like if you when you have a bath you're not selling this you're not selling this at all there's possibly a little bit of grit at the bottom anyway but taste wise it's a little less astringent and start to taste a little bit of the cherry so I think all the cherries did okay. just sunk to the bottom handy tip kids if uh, if you're getting the black Forest stout give it a good shake <laughs> before you open it to make sure all the sediment gets from the bottom. <laughs> So it's, um, it's warmed up. It's a little better. Fair enough. It's probably not that much of a mystery why it doesn't have pride of place on their website. Is the simplest way to say it. it's all right. I can see how people would like it. <laughs> so the name. You think the name is clever or not or what? Because I couldn't find anything on their website to see why it was called Dreamweaver. It contains headbane. <laughs> <laughs> Deathweaver.
0: And Black Forest Stout is not really that clever. It's kind of what it says on the tin. With the why is there seaweed in my beer, it's actually the reason I bought the, the can. Hmm. I, I saw that on there, and I went, you know what? There must be a good reason there's seaweed in this beer. It can't be bad. As much as you're not a fan of Four Pines, I don't mind Four Pines beer. I've We've established your level of, of beer acceptance in previous What's My Beer Again segment. That is true. The name of the beer was also the question I was asking after I drank it. Why is there seaweed in my beer? <laughs> I think a better name for it might be, why the fuck am I drinking this? <laughs> and to be honest, despite all the things I've read, not, they don't really answer the question why the seaweed in the beer. Struggling to see a better link than
1: we're honouring a company that feeds seaweed to cattle. Well, why do not they just put bits of meat in there? <laughs> why is there cattle in my beer? <laughs> We've
0: carbonated this batch with cow methane. thing. <laughs> It's good for the environment, and it counteracts the stinky nightshade.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm desperately fighting the urge to have stinky nightshade as like a recurring Dickie Knee character.
0: (laughs) (laughs) CJ, CJ, it's stinky (laughs) nightshade. So as far as the packaging goes, as somebody who has a graphic arts background, I thought it was actually crap packaging. Basically, you can't really see it. I might try to take another picture to put it on the, the Facebook page. But there's sort of some, some seaweed growing under the water. And then there's a cow eating the seaweed underwater. <laughs> then the cow is farting. And in the, in the fart bubble, there's a CH4 and there's an arrow downwards. They're trying to graphically show that eating cows eating seaweed lowers the, the greenhouse gases in their farts, but it really doesn't work. Well, technically, that would make sense because they're drowning, <laughs> yes. so they're not farting. Well, true. That makes perfect sense. I, w- I will take a picture of that to put it up on the uh, Facebook page. Okay. Who doesn't want a picture of a... Uh... Drowning, farting cow. <laughs> <laughs> Just as a side note, that would be a
1: great name for a punk band. Now opening for the Rolling Stones... Drowning Farting <laughs> Cow. <laughs> There's no Drowning Farting Cows on the Bright brewery one. It's a purple can with a black right. top, whereas usually their kind of usual colours are orange. Like a, just a purpley version of their usual logo. It's not very exciting at all. The big thing is that it's purple.
0: Could there be anything on your can that could be used as a Tinder profile?
1: <laughs> could I use part of the description as a Tinder profile? Yes. I would go with, I like my women
0: like I like my beer. Rich, decadent, and delicious. <laughs> okay, i got to say, I'm drawing a bit of a long bow with this, but I think potentially I could attract a woman who was into saving the planet right. by saying animals whose diet contains 0.2% sea forest seaweed will have methane reductions of up to 98%. How about a root? <laughs> <laughs> I'm concerned it might be too subtle. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You could go with if in past relationships you've been concerned about your boyfriend farting too much.
0: I'm drinking why is there seaweed in my beer? (laughs) I'm doing my part to reduce my greenhouse emissions. (laughs) Hi, my name's Scott. Searching for a farting cow. (laughs) Now, ratings. How would you rate
1: your beer? Well, starting with, with our let's try and take some of this seriously component, actually, to introduce this segment. We're looking at Untapped, which is a website where people go, I'm drinking this beer, and they kind of check themselves in. It's like social media for alcoholics. (laughs) Not to say too much, but as a sidebar to Untapped, when I was on holiday in New Zealand, there's a pub in New Zealand called Smithies or Smiths or something in Queenstown. Between me and the person I was with, we managed to drink 22 beers. Shit. Over quite a long period of time, Uh, not like days, but like over about eight hours. And for some reason, I don't know why, that was the day that our livers went, I'm all in. (laughs) Bring it on. Do your worst. (laughs) And so we drank 22 pints of beer and like craft beer. so So there was some that were quite reasonable. Things and were still reasonably okay, which made no sense at all from a, a biological or psychological perspective. But anyway, the reason I'm telling you this story is we were putting all of, all of the drinks into Untapped, and Untapped came up with a warning that said, Look, we think that you might be coming a bit overboard. <laughs> you, you should really think about going home. <laughs> So the untapped rating, uh, there's only 93 ratings for it, and the untapped rating is 3.56, okay. out of five, which is a yeah, bit. My rating, I'd probably
0: give it, I'd probably give it 3.5 Sandhills. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mm. Okay, well the, the untapped rating on why is there seaweed in my beer? There was actually 242 ratings on this, so it inspired Ooh. some people to rate it. Uh, it came in at 3.24. What? Uh, yeah, came in relatively high considering. So 3.24 out of 5. Uh, but I would rate it half a chewed sushi out of 5. <laughs> and the next question is, would I drink it again? And my answer is shit no. Well, unfortunately, you've still got two cans of it to go. So. Well, I will drink those, but I will never buy it again. Having said that, it's a it's a limited thing. It's not meant to be for mass production and I don't think it's gonna po- ever be popular, so I don't think it matters. Yeah. But if you're gonna drink a four pints beer, this is not the one to drink. And right. I know that I know that you would not want to drink a four pints beer at all, but hey, you know, if you're gonna choose one, don't choose this one. There's so many taglines for this. <laughs> four pints. If you're gonna choose one, don't choose this one.
1: <laughs> Do you like that vomity aftertaste? <laughs> so would I drink this again? Probably not. It was interesting to try, but getting down to the bottom, it's a little too gritty.
0: Ultimately unsatisfying. Yeah, I think so. It's a good attempt. Good on you for trying. And same with this, I do think it's an interesting idea to try seaweed. The reason I bought it was I thought, well, hey, it might work. I did. If I'd just gone, it's got seaweed and it's going to taste like shit, I wouldn't have bought it. So I was like, no, yeah, seaweed, okay, I can see how that might work. Clearly, if, if 342 people have rated it 324 it's not hated. Like, I, I, literally, I would have rated it two, but no one. Like when I scrolled down the page, there were solid threes and a few fours. Yeah. So there was very, very rarely was someone rating it lower than three. Hmm. So there's lots of stupid people out there.
1: Apparently. Cut that out. See the off chance that somebody's listening, going, "Hey, I like that."
0: <laughs> CJ thinks you're stupid. <laughs> So that's it for this first episode of What's My Beer Again? We've identified that you shouldn't put seaweed
1: in beer. Oh, no, we should definitely not do that. You shouldn't let Stinky Nightshade hang around with you. <laughs> no, definitely don't do that either. Yeah, give him $4 and send him off to the movies, I think is, uh, is what they do. And shout out to Bright Brewery for being in a nice area and uh, and having a good shot at uh, Black Forest yeah. Fair enough. Not for me, I will say. Uh, would I drink it again? Probably not. But I will stick with your stubborn and MIA and some of your other core ranges. Feel free to keep bringing out the barrel-aged stubborns
0: though. And from my point of view, I think I would prefer... <laughs> Never the, drink it again. The Ching Dao laced with urine than the... Um, <laughs> what, why is there seaweed in my beer again? But that's just a personal preference.
1: So if you're a Four Pines uh, legal representative, feel free to
0: contact Scott at the usual email address. Well, that's it for our first official episode of What's My Beer Again. Do you have a takeaway from our look into things that maybe shouldn't be in beer?
1: Uh, I'll have a four-pack of the Dreamweaver Black Forest and a case of the Ghost fart Fruit
0: Beer to take away, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, from the podcast. Oh, sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Go on. <laughs> I regret my decision to buy a four-pack of beer with seaweed in it. You should probably stop eating sushi when you're drinking then. My second takeaway is don't drink beer with
1: henbane in it. Good call, or probably any paltry Batman villain-related alcohol. <laughs> uh, can I get one of those Duck Riddler Porters things?
0: <laughs> I think I'll stick to drinking beer for refreshment and for the taste, rather than for something to be worshipped. I don't worship beer. Well, why do you drink beer, then? Well, i am just always assumed it's because I'm an alcoholic. If you were just an alcoholic, you drink the t- cheapest beer possible.
1: Yeah, good point.
0: Uh, Well, maybe it's just
1: to get away from the world and feel better about myself then.
0: I think that's still describing an alcoholic.
1: That maybe explains why I buy better beers though. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Another call out to Psycho Stick for allowing us to use their song Beer for our theme. Check them out on your favourite streaming
0: platform. And make sure to check out the What's My Beer Again feed on Facebook and Instagram. And as always, remember if you enjoy this podcast, well, you should probably consult a medical
1: professional, but then (laughs) after that, Come back, follow, rate, review, and share us with your friends. And then do the same with our podcast. <laughs> Say goodnight, CJ. Good night, CJ.
0: What's my beer again is brought to you by Lightbulb Moments in Human History, from Cave to Coliseum, which is available in ebook, paperback, and audiobook wherever good books are sold. And by Colin Calls the Help Desk, available in ebook,
1: F Book, Gbook, and Hbook, available <laughs> where all good Amazon books are or where Colin Calls the Help Desk is sold. You're an idiot. (laughs) It's a good book, though. Please remember that What's My Beer Again is a satirical podcast and the sort of shit that we talk about and some of the things we say on here shouldn't be taken as any kind of legal thing. So don't, in other words, don't sue us, please. Yeah,
0: definitely not giving you advice on how to live your lives. No, in fact, if you're
1: looking at us to give you advice on how to live your lives, you've got far bigger problems than... Absolutely. If we, could. <laughs> we should probably also point out, like the gambling thing, of, uh, if gambling's a problem for you, bet you 50 bucks, I can make you stop. <laughs> is that in no way is this podcast intended to encourage people to drink to excess or uh, drink and do stupid things.
0: Absolutely not. That's
1: our job. <laughs> I think we're nailing that. And shout out to Psycho Stick for letting us use their song, Beer.
0: See See ya. ya. Well, good luck cutting all that together.